Lando. Lando, I make him feel like I'm Lando. Lando, I'm smooth as hell, I'm just like Lando. Lando hey, welcome into Coro's Companion like Podcast. It is me, Colton Robertson, aka Coro. This week on May the 4th, we saw the finale of the iconic Star Wars The Clone Wars series. And to uh, join me for this special edition of Saturday Morning Cartoons, I have none other than my college roommate and the future uncle to my children, Mr. Tillman McClooney. Say what's up, buddy. Hey, good afternoon. Hey, how we doing today? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Well, in the house. <laughs> so, uh, Till, you've been a fan of the Clone Wars since you were little. Like, you, you were a part of the original group that watched it, weren't you? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, tell me, that, I'll tell you, when that uh, cartoon came out, I was like, oh, my gosh, okay, it's not it's not live action like the movie, but, I mean, it's Star Wars. And at that time, I was a huge Star Wars fan. I mean, when my mom brought home the tapes of four, five, and six, I, I was ecstatic, and though I, I hold on to those tapes today, I was just cleaning up my room, actually, and I came across the tapes, and I was like, I'm never gonna put this in a tape recorder, but I'm going to hold on to these. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Most definitely. See, and, uh, I, I was not a part of the original Clone Wars movement. I never no. watched, I never watched it when I was little, and, uh, I, I don't really know why I was it just never caught my eye I yeah. didn't think it was going to be and the thing was I never had an appreciation that great of an appreciation for the prequel trilogy mm-hmm. until I was older and when I got older I fucking love the prequels yeah, now you better that's you the better. shit I, I love better. it now and and the Clone Wars and really the Clone Wars is the reason I love the prequel trilogy now mm-hmm. because it enhances it and enhances the whole universe so so much but uh we are here to talk about the last season. Yeah, and I mean, the thing I love about the Clone Wars is actually, like, to note, there was a um, an old Clone Wars series that I have never seen, but, like, there was Yeah, the there old, was one before one. Clone yeah. Wars. But the thing I like that Star Wars did, uh, Lucas Lucasfilms, um, just the fact that with these, like, Rebels and Clone Wars, which we're talking about today, um, they're canon. So they go, like, with things you see in them... They expand they upon the mythology expand of upon Star Wars. Them. And, you know, other TV shows and stuff, like, you watch other shows or movies that are come off of the shows and the movies might not be canon like with um with anime to be specific like dragon ball z or naruto the movies some of the movies aren't canon they're just a side story or sideline that has nothing to do with the main story and so but the thing is it's fun watching clone wars and just trying to go and piece together oh so this is why that happened in the Mm -hmm. movies because they are they tie into the movies and I you know being a big Star Wars fan, you sit there and you watch to make sure that they don't get anything wrong or mess yeah. up anything, find any loopholes. You so. want those con- you want that continuity from your story. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Absolutely. So, in the final season of the Clone Wars, we had three arcs. We had the Bad Batch, Ahsoka Underworld, and the Siege of Mandalore. Let's talk about the Bad Batch for a second. Crazy. Yo, I loved that. I loved that arc. Crazy. I mean, and it was just classic co- Clone Wars. You know, like it was. Yeah. And with the new animation style, it opened up with that brilliant long shot that was just beautiful. You were immediately like, okay, this is way more epic than anything we've ever seen Clone Wars. Definitely. And I couldn't be mad. Like, when I, I knew, you know, they showed a trailer and you see Ahsoka and you see Darth Maul and you're like, oh my gosh, this, ep- this season's about to be epic. And, but then they come in with, you know, a story about the clones and you're like, no. Yeah, no, I was I no, was like I was no. like, man, this is the last season we're, and we're going to like I wanted more of the tie-in. I wanted more like I thought we were going to start with Ahsoka Underworld. We mm-hmm. would go into like I knew we would finish with the Siege of Mandalore obviously because that's always been the plan for Dave Filoni is like that's how the Clone Wars ended. 
but I wanted to see a little bit more of the post Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. And I think we might be headed there eventually. Like this season blew the fuck up. Everyone loved the final season of Clone Wars. It was absolutely breathtaking. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't be a surprise to me if Disney was like, you know what? Let's, Let's keep this shit rolling. Let's Most do something else. Do you see, I mean, just, yeah, you got the Clone Wars blowing up on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, just just all the stuff. I mean, ushering like I said, in a whole new era of fans yeah. too. And like I said, I can't be, I can't be mad. I can't be mad that they started off with some type of you know clone story and how it doesn't doesn't really exactly tie into, um, the Ahsoka arc and the Siege of Mandalore arc and everything. But it was the fact that I mean. You know that I can appreciate that they start off with something so small, and you know, just like a basic story. Because, it's like back to the roots of yeah. what Clone Wars was. It yeah. was a story about. I mean, it really enriched Rex's story for the Siege of Mandalore. Like it got, it let us get to know Rex even more than we already knew him. Mm -hmm. he, his obvious tie to uh, was it Echo? Echo, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we all yeah. thought Echo was dead, didn't we? Yeah. Wasn't that wasn't that the impression? The the, the platform blew up in the uh, exactly. previous seasons. Dude thought the dude was gone, taking a dirt nap. But I'm like, like I said, the build up. So I can appreciate the build up because you can't, you know, you could just hop straight into the Ahsoka arc and give the people what they want. But the where would the, the suspense be? The build up, you know, mm -hmm. give time, like you said, a new group of uh, new uh, age of followers, new generation and whatnot. You know, giving them time to, you know, test things out. See, like, oh, okay, I kind of like this. Then just drop them straight into the fire of what we did, what they don't understand. So. Absolutely, and. And with the Bad Batch arc, I really enjoyed it because uh, D. Bradley Baker, the voice of the clones, it just it just exposed his talent on a different level. I mean, Definitely. all those clones, it's so <laughs> it's so crazy how all those clones have a different version of the same voice. Like, how as a voice actor can you channel one voice and then from that voice <laughs> build an entire plethora of voices around it so like all these uh, they all have the same roots yeah. of what they sound like but there's something different about all of them it's so bizarre and yeah. i love it rappers who want to switch their flow need to take notes because yeah, d bradley baker d bradley spits baker. more bars than anybody more bars more <laughs> more flows more vocal tones dude he he's doing this crazy vocal tone he was doing the the sly um you know um like very serious vocal tone just like Oh, uh, and I love yeah. the big dude who's like, "Oh, I wanted to crush that. <laughs> I don't do good with heights." Like, yeah. yeah, dude was hilarious. But Hunter for I, the clowns. Hunter was my favorite out of the. Uh, Yo, Hunter was dope. And, and just the Bad Batch, like they didn't make anything seem too unrealistic. With just like the six of them taking out the full thing of full squad of clones. I mean, uh, droids at the very beginning when they had to pick up like the piece of metal and just bum rushed them. I was like, these dudes are a one. Which makes complete sense because they said that they were, um, they weren't like the normal. They were like, um, what was they it were a special team. Like special they were team, yeah. experimental. Uh, something with their genetics that yeah. was just like different. Um, that's why they all looked different and they were kind of like outcasts. But they, I think it also teaches a lesson, you know, the people that you know you're different, you know, and di di um, teaches diversity as well. You're different. That's it makes that special about you. And that's what Star Wars has always been about is the outcasts. And that was kind of the theme of this entire last season. You had the Bad Batch, which are clearly the outcasts of the clones, mm -hmm. and then you had uh, the Ahsoka Underworld arc with uh, Rafa and her sister, and those two were clearly outcasts among. I mean, in the world, it's they're living just surviving yeah so watching the bad bash just completely you know just wreck havoc on the droids and basically carrying that mission i mean close they had anakin you know skywalker out there helping them out but still they were which helps which helps definitely but still like the 
you had the sniper, you had the genius intellect, you had the big brute, you had Hunter. And the fact about Hunter, what I love about him is he's just so like he didn't care. He did not care. <laughs> he had a knife and would just take down eight droids with a freaking knife. It was just hilarious. That dude was a badass. Yeah. But uh so yeah, the Bad Batch arc was a good arc, but it only went up. It oh, only went up oh, from yeah. there. The next uh, the next arc we had Ahsoka the Ahsoka Underworld arc, and uh, this is our first appearance with Ahsoka since really season five. She made a small appearance in season six. She was kind of there, but but season five when she left, that was like the last time we really saw yeah. her. Yeah, definitely. And the thing about that is, you know, when the season when the season um, five ended, and she said, "I'm sorry, Master." But I'm not coming back. And he ran after you know, you're hoping Anakin convince her to stay, but you know that she's not there mm. only because in episode three there is no Ahsoka Tano. So you know that somehow, some way, Ahsoka Tano has Ain't to there. leave. Watching the series, you know, from season one to season seven six seven. Well now now seven, but at that time season six, I was like, Ahsoka Tano has to leave somehow, but that's how she went out. I was I was probably about to cry at that time. I can't remember. Oh, I was. I couldn't remember, but when she left and walked down those steps, I was like, no, he needs you. He's going to turn. Stay. And he really did, and we'll get to that more we'll later. We'll get to that more later. But, uh, but the arc. It was to, nice. It was yeah. nice seeing Ahsoka again for the first time in so long, and there was clearly a, a time gap that we didn't get to bear witness to a little yeah. bit. She's uh, uh, She's been out on her own for a little bit, I assume. Yeah. Which I want to also point out, like the time, Um, go back just really quick. Um back to the uh the clone arc the bad bunch arc when uh rex was talking to um he was keeping watch for anakin while he was talking to padme ah yes if you paid attention to padme with the um her little hologram she had a little bump on her stomach yeah she but, had a baby yeah, bump baby bump if you remember episode three they didn't mention it though and i uh, that's that's what i was looking for too was continuity because in episode three when she says annie something amazing has happened yeah. and he returns from saving the chancellor she's like um, I'm pregnant and he didn't mention her being pregnant and I think because at that time he just didn't notice but I mean I think Disney definitely put that baby bump in there for you to notice that the time is coming yeah the like time, like we are almost we at are Revenge almost of the Sith yeah. oh, so dude. time jump time jump most definitely yeah and I love what this arc uh, show did for Ahsoka she's uh, obviously helping out Rafa and her sister uh, with their uh, dealings with the Pikes which happened without any real consultation of the group. Oh, it was man. like, yeah, you're working for a massive crime syndicate for now. And they're like, wait, okay, guess we're going to do that. Rafa says she get into that bag, man. She, <laughs> she was like, she, I'm getting to the bag. You can't stop me. Stop me for the family. <laughs> Big trust. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, she, uh, and Ahsoka really learns, obviously Rafa and her sister's backstory is that the Jedi came and they helped her, helped her, uh, her uh area but they didn't they yeah. didn't do anything long term the the um crew the the uh, sh- the ship or uh the uh cargo ship or whatever was getting ready it to crash crash right? into a platform with a whole bunch of people so the the jedi said she had to make a choice she told her what well, she said she told her she had to make a choice yeah, and in that moment she chose to send it into the wall which behind the wall was the um rafa's home and, and her killed sister, her parents and killed her parents and the Jedi came and said, I'm sorry I had to make a choice. Uh, may the Force be with you. So it's kind of like, uh, yes, you understand. Rafa was saying, yes, I understand. You know, she had to save all those people. But 
she couldn't help me more than saying, more than "Hey, saying, may the force may be with the you." Force be with At, you. And what that reminds me of is like a real a real life parallel between like the government uh, with uh, thoughts and prayers. Definitely thoughts and prayers uh, to the victims of this tragedy. It's just like, uh, "May the force be with you." All right, I got to get going. I have other yeah. shit to deal with. Yeah, definitely. That's 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 real life. That's Marvel. That's DC. I mean, that's Star Wars. All the stuff that gets destroyed in all of these different places, somebody's dying. A lot of people are being saved, but somebody's dying. Somebody's dying. Clone Wars, something blows up. Somebody is being killed, and it's, you know, one person. Yes, we say, we say, you know, the 10,000 to the 500, you know, save the 10,000. But what about those 500 people? That's sad. What about Rafa's parents, you know? Exactly. And and that's what Ahsoka recognizes. She's Mm -hmm. like, man, I understand that. Ahsoka in the same spot. They did what they had to do, but they didn't do anything more. Didn't do any more. Exactly. And that's and that's where it came in for Ahsoka. She has that line where she's like, When you're me, you help people or something like that. Yeah. I mean it's longer than that, but she's like, When it when you're me, you help people no matter what. Which is two and you know, you're thinking you know, she left the Jedi, you know, order probably because, you know, they, they didn't believe in her. She saw the corruptness or whatever and the fact that, you know, we're we're fighting wars. We're the Jedi are generals in the war. They're, they're supposed to be peacekeepers, peacekeepers and they're generals in a war. Generals in a war. Which I mean you can see it as they're maintaining the peace by fighting as generals to try to, you know, dis- um, defeat the greater evil. And but, they are the most skilled warriors in the yeah, galaxy. Yeah, and they're trying to defeat the greater evil, you know. But then there's also the side of it as they believe that they shouldn't even be a part of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm also on the I'm also on the side of, you know, if the Sith are going to hop in here and use the war to try to create chaos. I mean, the Jedi kind of felt like, you know, the Sith, they, they're trying to maintain peace by, you know, keeping the Sith at a... But then are the Jedi all good? But, I mean, like, the way you watch 4, 5, and 6, the Sith portrayed as bad because the Empire is just... Dictating the whole entire. So basically, what you're getting at is like, is there really a good and bad? Is there really a good and bad, or is it just whose side is better here? Yeah, me and uh, me and uh, Joseph George in the May the Fourth episode, we discussed this a little bit about how the Jedi are are the better of the Mm -hmm. two, Mm -hmm. but I mean they they have some faulty practices. You know, they don't do shit exactly the way they probably should, and uh, Ahsoka sees that, and she uh, she recognizes that. While the Jedi mean well, what they're supposed to be is something else. So yeah, definitely while the Jedi mean well, um, she comes to more you know light of the situation that yeah the Jedi aren't exactly like you said what they're supposed to be with the fact of they um they're over here you know some people are dying at at the cost of what they're doing even mm-hmm. though it's to save other people you know they're the peacekeepers or whatever but like what exactly you know what what i want to see is more of that old republic also is what were the jedi before yeah, the before war. this before, before the war this, yeah yeah and we uh we get brief glimpses of it in like the phantom menace and uh attack of the clones but what we see is their descent like we're, we're watching them as they are getting more cocky and more just oblivious to what's going on mm-hmm. and uh but yeah, so Ahsoka, when she sees all this, she realizes what she has to do in terms of just long term, like what what she needs to be, or like what, or she gets an idea of what she's supposed to be, and it's yeah. not what the Jedi are. Yeah, you definitely, know? definitely, and we see, you know, because she she had any opportunity to say, 
oh, I'm a Jedi, or I used to be a Jedi. I used to be a Jedi. I'm not anymore. Mm-hmm. But just she kind of once she, especially once she heard the story of Rafa's parents and um, whatnot, she was kind of like, oh man, like. Do Damn, I tell bro. them like yeah. I used to be a part of this that caused them so much pain and so much harm? And then she was like, "Wow, uh, your moral compass, I just can't deal with it. Like, where where's all this coming from?" Or her, she's like, "Wow, what type of school are you a part of up on the uh, upside of Coruscant? Because you're just yeah." I mean, like she is clearly a Jedi. Like everything clearly. about her. Everything about her is clearly she is a Jedi. Like, <laughs> she, she, how did you not yeah. figure this out? Well, she pulled a little cargo, little cargo vehicle um up to save uh what was rafa's sister i can't i'm going blank rafa's i can't sister. remember her name either but yeah. i'm just i've just kept saying rafa and her sister yeah, rafa's sister like she she pulled um her up by using the force and then throughout multiple times in that arc she pulled her up by using the force and i was like uh, or saved her by using the force and i was like do you not notice that you're like you're you're just like randomly being saved <laughs> where somebody else would die you're just randomly being saved by ahsoka but yeah, the most important thing for me in that arc was Ahsoka realizing what the Jedi are to everyone else outside yeah, of the definitely. Jedi because she's never left. Exactly. You yeah. know, she's grown up in the Jedi Temple and she's never been able to really uh, see the real world and see the real world view of the Jedi. So uh, she gets a grasp of what what it is the Jedi are beyond the Jedi Temple. Definitely. And you know, sh- she sees what's happening with the... Um she sees what's happening with um, the Jedi and the the uh, effect based based off of the war on other planets when they're like the Republic and the Jedi have brought the war to my home planet and whatnot. But mm-hmm. seeing how it's affecting other people outside of the war, just not even particip- no no relation to the war whatsoever. Just uh, you know trying to catch some smugglers just or some robbers you know on the lower part of Coruscant and how that's affecting people. Yeah, that's the first time that she saw that, and you know she became great friends with Trace. So you would think that she would Trace and Rafa. Yeah. That's it. Jesus, I could not remember it. You would think she, you know, would tell Trace, you know, hey, this is where I'm coming from, and this is what happened, this is who I am. But just trying to, you know, main. She, I mean, she wanted people also to see her besides just a Jedi or what she used to be. She wanted to create all, her own type of legacy and her own type of. She wants to be her. Yeah, and definitely not identified as a just Jedi, you know, I'm a, I'm a Sokotano. These are my beliefs, my morals and values. You know, I believe in helping people. Mm. And that's why she was like, I, I believe in this, or I, I do this, or I do that. Not the Jedi, the Jedi, the Jedi, the Jedi. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, she's certainly her own, her own thing. And what she is really is what the Jedi should be. I think if there is a blueprint for what the Jedi are supposed to be, it is Ahsoka Tano. I really think that. Definitely. And uh, yeah, I mean, all she knew was that all she knew was that Jedi Temple. So, and all she knew was the war. Mm-hmm. And all she's been told throughout the war is that we're the good guys, the Separatists are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. So when she leaves the leaves the temple, and everyone's telling her, "Hey, the Jedi suck too." <laughs> Definitely. She's like, she's like, oh. Would that you? makes sense. I've actually had this stuff. Yeah, yeah. At first, it's like, like, would you say? Uh, sorry, would you say about my my family? Like, come on now. Like, she was kind of like trying to like defend it at first, but now she, you know, over time throughout the season, she saw it. So definitely, yeah. When it came out with the, you know, they get into the trouble with the Pikes and whatnot, and they get kidnapped, and she's still trying to share her moral compass, you know, with 
Rafa and Trey's like, hey, we shouldn't do this or do that or do this or like, this is wrong. And Rafa's just trying to defend it. She's like, um, you don't understand. But she's coming from that, which I think she's coming from that Jedi mentality that she's had for so long. But then she tries, you know, we see the character development in the season of her seeing different points of views, different ways of survival and whatnot. I mean, mm-hmm. working with thugs, though, that's still not okay. Like, yeah, you see like- where that put them, like... But I mean, like I said, like a, st- a lot of girls from Ahsoka, so definitely I I I loved watching her throughout the whole Pike thing and whatnot, and seeing her uh, make new friends. And I thought she was actually you know gonna stay there um, and build new life with them until I thought she might I thought she might do that too. But it, it's interesting to think about uh, because I mean we'll get to this in a second, but post the Clone War there's still a gap between her showing up in rebels definitely and her at the end of clone wars uh-huh. like what did she do during that time definitely definitely obviously she she's a uh, part of the rebellion at the very very beginning which mm-hmm. is fucking awesome like i yeah. love thinking about that the fact that ahsoka tano was part of the founding grounds of the rebellion that took down the empire that's just dope dope as hell on its own but how did she get there definitely. does she go back to the underworld of Coruscant Does to kind of hide out for a little bit I is mean, that is there a fruit there is that she, she could I mean and look that that's interesting to think about too because like Coruscant is like where the heart of the Republic was and since you know that's where it became the new Galactic Empire like would would she would she hide out under there even though if she was hiding as a Jedi or would she risk you know being um, sensed by um, one of the Sith, you know, yeah, Sidious I don't know. or Vader it's, uh, or whatever. It's very, uh, you, you never know. I have no idea where, I, I want to know though. I, I want to see where Definitely. that story takes her because yeah. she is by far my favorite of the Clone Wars. Uh, I mean, easily. Mm-hmm. When the Mandalorians were on that planet of the Pikes, I was like, oh, we're getting close. We are getting close. So basically there you got Bo-Katan who's spying on uh, Maul, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Ahsoka's also following Maul because she's like, "What the fuck?" Or, well, not following Maul, but she's with the she's dealing she's with, with the, the pikes. pikes. But you know, she's over there in that you know below in that factory checking it out. You know, the hologram pops up, pops up, turns around, boom, Darth That's Maul. Maul, Darth Maul, and he's like, he's like, hmm, it's like, uh, listen, there's something here. <laughs> Y'all messing up, bro. Yeah, he looked over. Like, I said, oh, look, he got that force ability because he, he, he over a hologram over a Mandalore. He over here force sensing her up inside the factory. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so this leads Bogotan to uh, ask Ahsoka for her help in taking down Maul. Mm-hmm. And then Ahsoka goes to the Republic. And that leads us to the Siege of Mandalore. By far the best Clone Wars we've ever got. Listen, listen. Oh my gosh. You know, because in the trailer you saw that it was like, we have a message for you. And then Anakin goes, Ahsoka. And she's like, hello, Master. Like, that's right. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. What's up? What are we doing? But like the fact that she left the. um. She left the Jedi Order and the Republic, you know, war, and just popped up and was like, "Yo, I've got a key to all this shit." Yeah, listen, that hey, the Dumal, I know where he at. I know where he at. Imagine being Anakin and and like seeing Ahsoka for the first time in who knows how long, and and she goes, "Hey, so I was on this world dealing with an evil crime syndicate." And, and I found, and I saw this hologram of Maul. You know the guy who killed Qui Gon, the guy who took you from your from your mother. Look. Yeah. So I saw Maul, and I was like, 
whoa, what the fuck's going on? And then Bo-Katan came up and she was like, yo, Mandalore needs your help. So I was like, all right, I'm down. And now I'm here and I'm asking you, will you bring the war to Mandalore? Yeah. <laughs> she needed to be more up front so I could like relate, be like, Hey yo, so Anna can look. I was so I was selling that that good good right. <laughs> that that was, I was. I was selling that. I was slinging spice. <laughs> I was slinging spice right. So you know, like we ain't gonna talk about it. But look, like he tried to run me, and I was like, hey, nah, because you can't have this stuff, man. I look, we dropping this stuff. Pikes out. was like, nice, sli- <laughs> nice spice, run it. <laughs> nice spice, run it. And Pikes, Pikes, they were like, look, we finna put a cap up at all y'all. But we're going we gonna to let you kiss y'all first. But then she's like, but look, long story short, I, I look, we're not going to talk about it, but look, I need your help. And I think that just takes a lot of courage <laughs> and a lot of, um, you know, hope for her. Like, will they help? You know, she, but she didn't even have, she was so confident. Like, we can go to Republic. They'll help. Well, yeah, and here's the thing is that I think what she was banking on was mm-hmm. Anakin. Anakin? She was, she was banking on the fact that Anakin would be like, absolutely. Like, and, I, will, I will help you. And exactly what she brought to them, which was what they, one of the things they were looking for, Darth Maul. Exactly. I have brought you key whereabouts on, here's Darth Maul, where he at. Because if you think about it, he killed Satine, locked Obi-Wan up. And Bo-Katan uses that. She's like, he's the guy, like, when Obi-Wan's like, I have to ask the council. Like, we can't just rush into this. Mm-hmm. And and she's like, hey, I thought you cared about Satine. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. I, and Anakin, Ooh. you saw, it, they the camera cut to Anakin. He goes, oh. oh. <laughs> he's like, oh. oh, fuck. Like, damn. Because yeah. yeah, you know if that was Padme, man, Anakin already on the dark side by now. The war already over. Look, execute Order 66 right then and there. And, oh, Obi-Wan's like. I still do. <laughs> I still do. Obi-Wan Kenobi. How dare you? Hello there. <laughs> and so, like, I just want to say, because, you know, if you think about it, Maul was never dealt with. After he killed Satine and Locke, he said, now let obi he said, put him in the, um, put him in the se- cell so he can rot. After he killed the one that he loved the most, um, he put him in his cell to rot, but then he escaped. And then Obi-Wan asked her, he said, how are you, how are you going to survive? And she was like, Mandalore always survives. And then that was the end that we saw of Obi-Wan going up against Darth Maul or the Republic dealing with Darth Maul because then there's a the whole fight with Sidious, Darth Maul, mm-hmm. and Savage. But now we've circled around back to it like, oh, yeah, that's right. Darth Maul still, which I knew at all this time because um, Sidious fought Darth Maul, killed Savage, and then defeated Darth Maul. Darth Maul pleaded for mercy. Mercy, please. And then Darth, Darth Sidious said, there is no mercy. Electrocution. <laughs> long story short, he was like, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. I have other uses for you. <laughs> and electrocuted him. And that's the last time we saw Darth Maul. So we're like, where has he been? What's going well, on? The Son of Dathomir comic book series is actually what covers that gap. It's There's a gap between, uh, yep. between where we last see him getting electrocuted by Palpatine and where we see him at and the beginning I of the Siege of Mandalore. I saw that exactly. I mean, you want to hit on that? Are we going to say that for another time? Well, I mean, I, it's, I've only read it once, mm-hmm. and it, it was basically just the time in between he... Uh, he fights Count Dooku Count and General Dooku Grievous. And General Grievous. Well, first of all, he was like, look, um, he's, he's, they, um, he captured Dooku, and Dooku was like... Um, Maul was like, look, we could take down... He's like, oh, Maul was like, I, I have Dooku. And then Sidious was like, look, kill, kill him. I don't care. <laughs> kill, that <man. laughs> kill that man. And then Maul was like, look, me and you can take down Sidious, which they actually did team up because I think they got kidnapped. They got kidnapped by somebody or, or captured. And they teamed up and took him down. And then they went back to Dathomir. 
And then long story short, no Sidious, Grievous show up. Dark, Count Dooku double crosses Maul, says, hey, the band's back together. Yeah. And so then they kill Mother Towson, and then Darth Maul escapes. So, you know, at that time I thought, uh, watching this season, that um, Maul was just working for Sidious, doing his own thing. But, yeah, if you watch or uh, read that little Son of Dathomir comics or whatever, you see that, no, he was captured, and then he escaped, and then he's back living underground hiding but still ruling mandalore but just hiding underground with his with his crime syndicates that he's working with absolutely and what's cool about that too is that's also where maul learns that palpatine's okay with dooku's demise which makes him realize mm-hmm. he's got his eyes on another he's got his eyes on another and his racing plan and if you caught it you know he's he talked about at the beginning of the uh, beginning um of the um episode arc. 10 yeah, yeah. the arc that he's been having visions. Yeah, that was at the beginning of episode 10. And uh, he was like, uh, it's all going to come crashing down yeah. very soon, very soon. Very We're soon. All going to and die. the funny part is he doesn't know exactly what's going to happen, but he knows that Palpatine has chosen Anakin Skywalker through his visions to be his new apprentice and that there's a big scheme going down. And he knew, because he was he used to be his apprentice, that Lord Sidious was behind all of it because he he was he was his apprentice at one point. He knew all of that was going down. Yeah, but uh I actually have a different interpretation of that go and ahead. we'll get to that later, but right. uh right. I want to go back to episode 9 because we jumped ahead to Darth Maul a little bit. But cuz in episode 9 there was a lot of good stuff. We had the reunion yeah. of Anakin yes. and Ahsoka, oh gosh, which was yes. very very important. And uh I mean, I, I teared up. Listen. I teared up. Listen. It was sad. First of all, you know, here goes Anakin like a happy puppy. Here's your hey. lightsaber. <laughs> hey, hey, Ahsoka, do you want to go play? You, go you, want, you want to go play outside in the front yard? We can sword some, fight. Sword fight. We can slash some droids. You want to play Legos? And she's like, like not now. Not now. <laughs> and I think, I really think that this may have been a little bit of a like, like the fact that Ahsoka was like, I don't want to talk to you right now. And it wasn't like an I don't want to talk to you right now. It was just kind of like, I, I can't talk to you right now. We have too much at hand. Had she been able to talk to him a little bit, I think I think shit makes out mm. uh, makes out a little different, mm. you know? Mm. Look, he, he has this little box. You already know her lightsaber's up in that box. And so he gives... You might... You know, at first I thought it was her little, little, uh, her little sh- string thingy that she wears on the side of her head. But then I was like, no, mm-hmm. it has to be her lightsabers because she doesn't have her lightsabers. You know, you find out watching throughout that whole entire um, first couple episodes. Um, but definitely... Um, Yes, yeah, so so definitely yes. Um, the Obi Wan was like I have to ask the council because he was kind of like uh, Anakin. She left the uh, she left the order. order. She has no authority. Yeah. And then I love Anakin. He's like, well, then I'll promote Rex. He's Rex. just he's just gonna be a commander now. And <laughs> Rex will be commander. And uh, Ahsoka she, can be an advisor. Yeah, advisor. Or she, yeah, she can just tag along. And Obi Wan's like, yes, <laughs> fine, fine, do it. Do it. I mean, I guess go ahead. Like, and I think that was um really cool too. That you know, Anakin, he wasn't Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan um was iffy, but Anakin wasn't hurt at all. He was kind of like, well, she left. She made her choice. You know, still caring for Ahsoka, but he's like, at the end of the day, you left. You made your choice. But Anakin, you know, she's not a Jedi anymore. But here go your lightsabers. Here, take a whole fleet. Take the fleet with you. Take the five o first. Take Rex, you know, arguably the greatest um, captain, clone. <laughs> you know, clone out there in the whole entire army. Take him, and you know, 
you know, we don't have any authority. We haven't, you know, discussed this with the order or anything, but you can go to Mandalore and do your side thing. We don't care. But that just goes to show how out of sync the Jedi were. Like, like yeah. that was just another example. And, like, I appreciate that they did it. They needed to do it. I'm mm-hmm. glad that they did. But, I mean, like, the fact that they were willing to just be like, yeah, we're going to send half of our best legion to go with you. Yeah. Was it 501st? The 501st, yeah. yeah. I was like, huh, but it 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 bore fruit. Because, bore fruit. Because we... Anakin's like, come on, I got to show you something. And they're walking down the hall, and all the clones are like, come on up, come on up. And they're like, they shouldn't be. And Ahsoka's like, they shouldn't be saluting me anymore. I'm not their commander. Man. And he's like, and Anakin's like, you'll always be their commander. And Loyalty it, means everything to clones. And I was like, oh man, yeah. like they they man. dropped so many little sprinkles. Ooh. They were like, they were like, Loyalty means everything to clones. There's no better friend or soldier I'd rather be fighting alongside. Da, 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 da. And yeah. then and then commence order 66 but we'll get there yeah, and, <laughs> and uh rex was like she said she said to rex she was like you don't have to call me commander and he said sure thing commander <laughs> <laughs> i was like hell yes and and mm. when she walks in there and all of them have of their them. helmets painted in ahsoka tano's face patterns i don't know what i, I i'm assuming. had her colors on i was, I was like man yeah I, I teared up again. Like yeah. it, it was just it was so many different moments that were so overwhelmingly so emotional. And the part that came up that hit me so hard was a Obi Wan came in and said, "Bruh, Coruscant is being attacked." Yeah, General Grievous is conducting an attack on Coruscant. I and said, I was like, "I was like, oh, oh, we're here, we're doing it. This is the Revenge of the Sith." Coruscant. I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was like, "Oh, Coruscant's being attacked. That's crazy." But then I was like. Episode three, Coruscant is being attacked at the beginning. It opens with Chancellor Palpatine having been kidnapped, kidnapped. by like, General Grievous, oh and I'm like, "Oh my God, my we're doing it!" Gosh, Ahsoka, no, don't go to Mandalore. Go, no, go over here. Go, go over to Coruscant. But you know, that's, no, that's, she's not going to do that. But anyway, I was just like, no. You know, at this point, you're just like, save Anakin, <laughs> save him. But you dude, know. and I mean. Oh, it was it was very very emotional, and I love the way Ahsoka was willing to call out Obi Wan to his face during this scene too. Where he was like, "We're going to help the we're going to help the uh, Republic," and she's like, "No, you're going to help out. Uh, you're going to help out the Chancellor. You have like you're not doing your duty to the Republic at all. You're not doing anything to help people. You are helping one guy." And and they were like, "Well, we have to." So. <laughs> Which, like I said, it didn't hit me hard at that time. I realized all this later, but um, when they had another conversation, but when I, he was like, when he was like, I've been instructed to go to Utapau. That one. Yeah. When he said, any further uh, information that we can receive on Darth Sidious has uh, is no longer available. When he, I was just saying, um, oh, so yeah. But basically, when he later on said to her, "Hey, um, any information we have on Darth Sidious is." gone because Kabduku is dead that's when it hit me that you were like oh shit that's yeah. what that was that's yeah. what that was I was like they went to Coruscant to blah 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 so I realized all that later but yeah so when he she was like to Anakin she was like well we'll talk more later no you're no, not you're not you don't get another opportunity you don't get any other opportunity and that's so sad bro just the f- and like I've watched Rebels you haven't right I have not seen Rebels yet. There's a part where uh, Ahsoka briefly talks about uh, her old master, and she was like, the last time I saw him, he was running off to save the Chancellor in Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I was like, man, they really kept that continuity. They didn't They didn't have one more little conversation, nothing. Not a holocall, mm-hmm. nothing. They were just like, um, see you later. <laughs> yeah. And that's so sad. The fact that just like, 
ah, it, it's it's terrible. But um, we get this uh, the shots of Ahsoka and the clones infiltrating Mandalore with Bo-Katan and her forces, and it is absolutely beautiful. The way that she goes, uh, I'll race you to the ground, T-Rex, mm-hmm. and then she just hopped all over the fucking transports like, hey, I'm just going to fly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, you know, even though you're a Jedi and whatnot, like, what if one of those transports just, like, that you're going to land on just blows up? Then you're just, like, free-falling? Like, you expect somebody to catch and you? And I'm free. Free falling. Sorry. God bless. Uh, <laughs> but then, you know, she she does that whole badass superhero landing on the platform, and you're like, oh, fuck yeah. Ahsoka is officially a Star Wars hero. Like, this... Like, I was getting major Ray vibes throughout this whole whole arc where I was just like they want her to be like the character here they want her to be an icon basically in Star Wars mythology and I think history will smile upon Ahsoka Tano very nicely she's already becoming one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever and the way they're going to expand her mythology I'm excited to see listen um, youngest youngest person to ever become a Padawan at the age of 13 Um, great potential Besides Anakin, nine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, like, um, she was, at age 13, assigned to the, just sent into the war at age 13. So that was, that was, yeah. She knows her potential was great, and she trained under Master Yoda at the temple. That's why he sent her to Anakin. Anakin. Ah, dude, and there was not a better Padawan master. Nope. Snips? Nope. Nothing better than Snips. Sky guy. Sky guy. I was hoping I'd get, I, I was hoping we'd get one more Sky guy. Just one. I don't think you would have been able to handle it. You probably, I, w- I would have. I would have balled. Would have hit my heart. I would have balled, bro. If she was like, "See you later, Sky Guy," I'd have been like, "No, you won't." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You'll, you'll see Vader. Yeah, tragic. So yeah, when they finally get to Mandalore and and then and then they figure out it's a trap. It they a were trap. luring. They were trying. Maul was trying to lure in Obi Wan and Anakin so that. He could kill Anakin Skywalker. Which you don't even find out till later, because at first he was... At first, you know, you think he's just trying to kill... It's a... It's a you know, they, they Set up for Obi-Wan. It's a setting for Obi-Wan, because, you know, he's always had a grub. Kenobi. I was thinking he'd bring his loyal foe, Skywalker. Skywalker. And I was like, why do you want Skywalker? I was like, oh, you just want to... Oh, you just want to fight Skywalker or something? Like, that? you want I mean, to take two out, you know, two out for the price of one, get them both here at one time, and then kill both of them? I was like, maybe that's what he was trying to do. But then, yeah, you find out later, based off of he said, um, you know, we'll, we'll get there discussing that, but at that moment, he was just talking about, um, I feel that time is upon us. Like, what? Oh, dude. And, and he knows, he knows something's about he to happen. Knows and he something. Goes, and, I was afraid that while Maul and Ahsoka were talking there, that Order 66 had commenced because she pushes her little, like, transponder thing to hail the clones, and right as she's doing that, he goes, I feel the time is upon us. And then you see the clones go, she's this way. And then they're running down the hall, mm-hmm. and, and then uh, they start shooting at Maul, and he goes, not yet. So he's like, he's like, okay, so it wasn't the time. I just thought it was. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, when he goes, I feel now is the time, and the clones start running up, and they shoot at him, he's like, ah, damn, I read that wrong. <laughs> they were coming for me, not you. <laughs> what about you? 
<laughs> Stop. Um, but definitely, I just want to touch real quick on the mall that you see in these episodes because as I talked to you earlier, um, well, earlier this um like last month, um, the mall you see episodes one through uh, seasons one through six is uh, angry, furious mall. Uh, you will die by my. You know, he's like hissing and he's pissed off but this mall is so humble composed so composed like and i have i have reasons here why i feel he's like this now so i think he shut the door on his grudge with palpatine he's officially he's officially over he got his butt kicked i would too yeah exactly and he's he's officially done with that his his focus now isn't kenobi yet but his grudge for kenobi's still there right now his focus he says it to ahsoka is thriving in the chaos that the empire will bring but you know i also don't think his grudge was over with palpatine or he had forgot about it because he does ask ahsoka to take him down yeah i'm gonna explain also that he said to Ahsoka that he was hoping that he could kill Anakin so that his master's plan could crumble and he could watch it all crumble before yeah, him. Yeah, so the grudge isn't gone, but now it's like, I know I can't beat him. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely, I know I can't beat him. And what you still said is correct, though, because he's trying to thrive in a chaos. He still has his crime syndicate going on with all the and other he does, crime And wars. he does into the future for a little bit anyway. I want I want more of that expanded. I need yeah. to know more about what happens which, between Rebels yeah. and Clone Wars. Which we have in comics, but we don't want to see the comics. Give us a series. Yo, give me, give me, give me a movie. The time. Give me the rise of the empire centered around Vader oh, and his hunt yes. for Ahsoka, while Maul is an understory line with his crime syndicate. Fuck yeah! And then, yep. and you know, they tried in the solo movie to uh, introduce Darth Maul there. Yep. And uh, maybe, fuck, who knows? Maybe they tie that into the series. Maybe now it's Solo and Maul dealing with something, going head to head, while it's Vader and Ahsoka. Or Vader tracking down Ahsoka. Obviously, he never finds her because yeah. we get to Rebels and that's what happens. But which uh, is killing me with Disney because you know they released you know their plans for this next you know phase of what Disney movies are supposed to be over the next like seven years, I think it was, or however many years. And you know you see the movies that pop up in 2021, two thousand not two thousand twenty one, like two thousand twenty two or two thousand twenty three. Yeah. And I'm just like, it says un un no title, so I'm kind of like, you know, there's so much ground to hit. There's so much ground to hit, and so I'm excited to see how Disney is going to approach these new movies and whatnot, especially since they're taking time to step back and assess their approach to Star Wars and the franchise itself with the end of the Skywalker series. So just seeing the change in Darth Maul and how composed he was, it was kind of scary, but it was also so intriguing to see how... Um, like what? What's got you so bothered? What's got you so so composed? And like you said, he's trying to build up um, how to serve. He's build up his own like. Um, you know his own survival plan to survive in the chaos because he knows that everything's about to fall apart and that the time is coming and so he he's put aside yes um his main focus on palpatine and whatnot but he's still building up how he can survive and how he can rival because you know, at the end of the day he still wants to rule yeah as a sith as a sith he still wants to rule which is why there's a rule of two the rule of two because with Sith, somebody wants to be in charge, and there can't be more than one person in charge with the Sith. No, that's why there's the Master and the Apprentice. Yeah, and you know, Maul has just become one of those 
one of the most interesting characters in all of Star Wars because in Phantom Menace he's introduced and you you have zero clue about this guy. He never speaks. He's just this dark dude who you don't know what is yeah. what's there. He's so angry yeah. and pent up that he never he, he's just anger. Dude says like five words when talking to the Sidious, and you just never hear from him again. Yeah, and then you know he gets sawed in half. He goes a little crazy, which is expected, and uh, and you know, and then he becomes this Shakespearean just fucking. Shakes- I yes. am going to rain terror upon every living being there is, and you're like, wow. Yeah, Soka sitting here just like, like talking to him like she's all serious and whatnot, but here goes him like. No, no, he's like, just wait, the time will come. Like, dude, dude's high or something. And remember when he had a he had Jesse, that clone, sitting next to him. He's like, yes, yes, go on, run now, back to your people. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, fuck yes, <laughs> like that was fucking hilarious. This man was just toying with everyone, and then, and then there's obviously the war commencing outside, and Bogotan and Ahsoka look at each other, and Ahsoka's like, you have to get out there, you have to go help them. And he's like, yes, yes, go ahead and leave. Don't have to stay on my account. Yes. We'll be fine. Which and, always the problem with that is always with um Darth Maul is that he is so arrogant and so confident that he just does not care and he could do so much and let's more. Let's face it, let's face it, he's not at the strength he used to be. I don't no, think. no. Because and Ahsoka even comments on it when they're doing the lightsaber battle. She's like, Man, you're lucky Anakin's not here. He'd have fucked your shit up. <laughs> tragic. Just and, tragic. And like he would. And like <laughs> we know that. I tragic. Mean, we know we know Anakin would have fucked Darth Maul up. It's it's little question I think, but uh, I think Maul would make it a fight. Don't get me wrong. Do you just but. cut off his robotic la- his robotic half of his body just to like deja vu him? That'd be kind of just like I I I do that just to mess with him. Be like, <laughs> I thought about that. Like, what yeah. if what if someone went to Anakin's arm and like cut it off, <laughs> just like an inch above where it was previously cut off? <laughs> 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 would, would they would they would he be like? <sighs> Or would, uh, or would it be like kind of like a tiny cut? Like how's that work? I don't know how to come back from this, bro. We'll just put some more metal on you, bro. Chill <laughs> out. But definitely, um, you know, and then especially when he was talking to the Mandalorians, trying to get them to to rise up his his squad that oh, he had. Oh god! And and that kind of gave us an insight in, into where they were, where they end up as a people in the series, the Mandalorian, because he's like, I promise you, in the time to come. You will have your uh, like he was basically like you will be able to reign. Yeah. Talking about Shakespeare, if you die on the battlefield, you I will promise die you, as warriors. you will die as warriors. Like, and like and did did Maul really revive the that mentality in Mandalorians? Like was it because they were always a warrior race, and then Satine ushered in an era of peace, and then Maul took back over, and people were kind of hesitant to go back to this style of rule mm-hmm. that was like pure yeah. chaos and pure warrior. But we see the Mandalorian, and their people are like, no, nah, we are warriors, man. Like We are sworn to this life. Mm-hmm. So do you think that Maul is the reason that they are like that now? And, I mean, that's kind of tricky also because that the group he was talking to was his little... The Mandalorians, yeah, the Mandalorians. Just a little side squad, his little posse. So when it comes to the other, the other Mandalorians with, um, you know, um, Satine's sister and them, you know, after Maul left and the traitors were, um, arrested or not, you know, we don't see also what happens to Mandalore after, right after that. I mean, 
Um, so we, it could have been something like that, but I mean, hopefully, you know, with the Mandalore series, you know, we'll also get like, why are they outcasts and why are they out on their own? Yeah. What was the great purge and stuff yeah. like that? I thought we might get some more hints to that in yeah. this, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting we'll get answers in Mandalorian yeah. season two for that. But, uh, so when, uh, also, yeah. So fast forward, just, just like a little bit because it's just the next thing that comes up is when Ahsoka goes back and talks to. Uh, well, first when she talks to Darth Maul, she says, uh-huh, uh, "Who's gonna rule during this new time? You?" And he said, "No, Darth, Darth Sidious." Sidious. Rolled his eyes. And he and says it with such like horror too. He's like, like he Darth had shivers, bro. Sidious. He rolled his eyes back. I said, "Bro, you okay, bro?" Yo, and Ahsoka, and Ahsoka was like, "The fuck? Who that? Yeah. Who that? Cuz?" <laughs> Yo, and and then she brings that information back to Kenobi back to after Kenobi, they. Yep. Well, let's talk about Maul and Ahsoka's fight a little bit more because, well, the lightsaber fight, the little underground little uh, tussle they had. You talking about like the lightsaber? I'm talking about the lightsaber fight. Oh, because well, well, before, they have the lightsaber yeah. fight before Obi Wan gets reported to, correct? Did they? Oh, they might because, have. Go ahead. Because um, Obi Wan gets reported to that they've captured Maul yeah. at the end of the 10th episode. At the beginning of the 11th is when they make that contact and they're like, uh, I've been sent to Utapau to take out uh, General Grievous. Stuff like that. Okay, so, no, so, 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 they go and they talk to Kenobi even before that as well. Well, no, see, they talked to Kenobi before because remember they were down there and then the clones showed up and then they ran through the tunnels and Maul escaped and then they went back and reported to, um, they reported to Obi-Wan and said, um, Darth Maul talked about some type of Darth Sidious, and then he asked to speak to Ahsoka alone, and then that's when he was well, like... Well, see, but that, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. because after they're in that big room, right? Uh-huh. And the throne room. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's where the Ahsoka Maul lightsaber battle begins, isn't it? No, no, it happened It happened after, because then... um, um, After they captured her, after they fought the lightsaber battle, then immediately it went to them flying up to the cruiser in space so they had that discussion with kenobi when he told when he told them that count dooku had died first and yeah. then um he told them that then he had been sent to utapau you're right you're, to right. Go see General you're right and then she went back underground mm-hmm. and met with darth maul again because um he took jesse that's remember he she she confronted maul first and then she went back up to talk to obi-wan and then she went back down and he was so, like so i've got the timeline mixed up then because so they met underground mm-hmm then they went back up. Then they went back up. Talked to so Obi-Wan. in that meeting underground, that's when he mentions Darth Sidious. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I could have swore that was in the throne room. Yeah, throne yeah. room. Okay. Then that that's where I was messed yeah, up. Okay. I I'm back. She, I'm back on. Whatever it. episode it started with that art, she it ended with Darth Maul popping up and out of the dark, and then yeah. it started with her continuing the conversation, and then the clone showed up when they were like, "Up, oh, she's over here." And then that's right. They that's ran right. through okay. the tunnels trying to find him, and then he got away, and then then they ended up back down on ground. That's but yeah, right. that's just, right. When when he when they went up and told Obi Wan about Darth Sidious and he said that there, any further information on Darth Sidious has been lost, I was like, "What is he talking about? What do you mean it's lost?" I was like, "Bro, y'all been knowing about this man." And he was like, "Count Dooku died," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we are in Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith right now." And what's fascinating is I never even considered that aspect of it. Is that they is that Palpatine told Anakin to kill Dooku, not only to usher in Anakin as his apprentice, Mm -hmm. but to also cut off any access the Jedi have to Sidious. Like, if they would have captured Dooku, they could have easily used him and captured Sidious. But by Palpatine going, he's too dangerous to be kept alive, 
foreshadowing for later in the movie. Do, do, do. Uh, Anakin kills Dooku right there, and now they've cut off any chance, or so we thought at the time, <laughs> to, so to, get, uh, to get to Anakin. And, yep. uh, and then later we get Maul told... Ahsoka, the whole plan. She and so he didn't, in my opinion, um, based off of that, he didn't know exactly what the whole plan was. But definitely, when they went to go, he said he told his what was his he was his side what was his side person that um that was a Mandalorian that uh, Almec Almec yeah, he said go make sure that um take take care of any loose or uh, loose end that they don't get any like information. The guy that um that he had as like a a pretend person that was ruling Mandalore that he was in a jail cell. Yeah. I forgot his name. I can't. I, I think that's all Mech. That's all Mech. I remember he had the side. Uh, yeah. But he said that he sent one of his Mandalorians, his side Mandalorian companion to go kill the dude in a jail cell. And he was like, Ahsoka was like, what does he want with Anakin Skywalker? He, the vision came to him in a dream. Yeah. He's been having visions. Oh, what's he? What? Um, yeah. What, what, who does he, who's he looking for? And she was like, he's had just about, about a, uh, and he got shot. And then he said, Skywalker. Skywalker. And then that's when that's when they end back up in the throne room, like you said, again for the second time. And Maul, she's asked she asked Maul, What do you want with Anakin? That's right. And he's got his leg up on the throne like a fucking badass. <laughs> and he's just And then Bogatan rushes at him, pew, 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 and he's like shoo, 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 just sends them flying in either direction. And, Crazy old oh, oh, bro. Maul was the baddest of asses bro. in this. Because we see in episode seven of the Star Wars um, Skywalker saga, Kylo Ren stop a blaster shot with the Force. But seeing Darth Maul just redirect them which i haven't seen in the clone wars series before that if i'm correct well what i'm thinking is like he just made it more pungent like he was yeah. like he was like i'm gonna show off here and i'm gonna do yeah. it but i think that's kind of how jedi in general prevent being shot definitely and i mean i, I mean it was just it's just funny i'm saying i haven't I, I mean when i say i haven't seen it it was just funny to see just like nope nope nope, nope. nice try uh -huh. oh that one almost got me psych yeah so just it's just funny to watch Darth Maul because he's in like I said his confidence and his arrogance it's the, one of the great traits about him but it also gets him in absolutely the end. it does it lost him his legs he mm. had Obi Wan beat he did he did in the lightsaber battle he has a Soka beat he could there's a lot of things you could do you could force Yo, push somebody when, okay could, <laughs> so let's get to that part let's get yeah. to the end of the lightsaber battle because we're, we're we're we've been dragging on with yeah. this for a little bit uh, Maul has Ahsoka. She's on. He's already cut half of that ledge up in the rafters of Mandalore, yeah. and she's on the low ground. He's on the high ground. Why doesn't he just go? Or force pusher. I mean, but I think it's also his arrogance and his confidence. His confidence to say, "Last chance, join me, or die." Like he's he's saying he his confidence of I can get you to join me, mm -hmm. and his arrogance of I can beat your ass if if you don't. Yeah, he. He has Ahsoka beat right there, correct? He has Obi-Wan beat in the Phantom Menace hanging down low, but then he's just slashing sparks at him. Here in the Clone Wars, he has her beat down low, but now he's over here like, listen, I'm going to give you another chance. Not the exact Sith mentality. He could have just killed her right there. He could have killed Obi-Wan back then. But because of his arrogance and his confidence, without having all of his puzzles pieces together, that's where he ends up getting defeated. So here goes Ahsoka. She gets to high ground again. Uh, Darth Maul drops. And then let's just talk about Darth Maul in that moment when he's oh, sitting there. 
um, Ahsoka's holding no, him. No, let me die. Let me die. Like he's like, bruh. I don't. No. We're all yeah. going to burn. We're all going to die. I was like, hold up, let me flip through the book real quick. Did anybody burn in episode three? No. What, Darth Maul? What are you talking about, bro? But he was. It's just. It's just so Shakespearean, like you said. It's so dramatic. I loved it. Oh, I loved you it. You saw him panic in that moment. He would rather die than like, like you said. Well, that's what's fascinating. Is like what I'd been led to believe that whole episode is that Darth Maul has plans. Yeah. Most definitely, because you see, he called somebody to come save him in the ship when he was like, yep, "Exactly, the ship. exactly." And then, uh, but what's also fascinating is if he dies, he dies, and he's okay with that. He's like, because when As- obviously Ahsoka saves his life right there to capture him, and Maul's like, "What fuck are you doing? <laughs> Kill me! What's wrong with you? Why would you keep me alive again?" <laughs> Especially, I think also, which is also interesting, because you know when he said. He asked Palpatine for mercy when he was about to die. But then in this instant, he's like, no, just let me die. Kill me. And I think that's because now, you know, his his visions and whatever's happened, he's come to the fruition and experience um, and the knowledge that if I go, if you Jedi capture me, they're about to fall anyway. So I'm so going to die. I'm in danger. Yeah, I'm yeah. in danger anyway. I'm still screwed. And like we saw in the comic, Mandalorian comics or Dathomir comics, I mean, um... He he. The he has no aid in with the Sith who are about to take over. They're just gonna kill him either way anyway as mm-hmm. well. And he already fought fought and uh, went up head to head with them. So in this case, yes, his best option is to be free. Kill me. I can die. Just let me go. All right. I'm a, I'm a fast forward a little bit here too. So after they have Maul captured, and she has that uh, they cut to the scene from Revenge of the Sith with Mace Windu talking to. Yoda and the other Jedi Masters, and I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Word for word, mm. out of because, and then yeah, I don't know the exact. To I, a dark place, this yes. path of thought will lead will us. lead us, and that whole conversation is out of the movie, and and the and the scene in the movie was taking place in that little chamber room where they were um, talking to the different Jedi um, and whatnot. And now the roles are flipped, so now they're holograms, and Ahsoka's the actual. Now they're holograms, and Ahsoka is the um, actual person um, who we're watching go through that. And so when at, when that scene ends in the movie, it cuts to a different scene. But after they say that last line from Ahsoka that scene, walks right Ahsoka in. walks right in, which is with Rex. So and I love, good. I love that. That's like. Like, now that I have that knowledge that, like, right after that scene when I'm watching Revenge of the Sith, I know Ahsoka and Rex walk in and are oh, like, man. hey, we got Maul. Like, yeah. Yeah. that's brazy to me. Like, yeah. during all of this shit, they were also dealing with the Siege of Mandalore and Darth Maul being captured. Like, all and then at them. the end of that scene, the specific thing I want to talk about with that scene is Yoda going, have anything to say to Skywalker? And she goes, no, I'll tell him myself. And I'm like, man. No, you won't. You ain't gonna get the chance, stupid! I mean, Yoda probably wouldn't have got the chance either, but I mean, like, they could have, if she'd have told Yoda what Maul told her about Anakin being mm-hmm. the next target for Sidious, yep. they could have gotten out ahead of it. Uh, obviously, it's not all on Ahsoka. You can't blame her for not being able to see the Clone Wars version of Anakin as that guy. Yes. Because, 
thinking about movie Anakin, I have no problem. That T- guy would definitely here. kill younglings. Take that- here, take note here, folks. Clo- uh, as, as Koro talks Clone Wars series, Anakin versus movie Anakin. Take note. Yo, movie Anakin, absolutely. That guy would kill younglings. <laughs> Zero doubt in my mind. Clone Wars Anakin? The idea of that blows my fucking mind. Right. That guy is the hero. And, like, the fact that I have that... Ver- the series, the Clone Wars series, has just evolved my view of Anakin and my view of Darth Vader in a massive, massive way. Which makes it important that you know Lucasfilms, um, back when the show was on Cartoon Network, put those dark moments that Anakin had in the series where he just started using the Force choke and he just busted out with rage. It's important that they put those in there so you can see that even though there's this he has nice seeds of it, yeah, there's this nice Anakin. But he still has these dark places he can go to when he needs to or when he's frustrated. So I think it made it easier for me to go like, okay, Clone Wars, um, Anakin is about to go wreck chaos over everything. See, and that's the thing, too, is I can also see Clone Wars Anakin being the badass that Darth Vader is. Mm. Movie Anakin, it's like, I know he was a badass Jedi, but like, this guy's not Darth Vader. Like, there wasn't a certain confidence about the movie Anakin that Darth Vader has to carry himself with. There was a confidence about Clone Wars Anakin that made you go, okay, yeah. this guy knows he can enter a battle and fuck you up. And you know, maybe, yeah, the confidence, and maybe, you know, we see nice guy Anakin and everything that he had going right with the series, you see it more vivid and more beautiful. So to see it all ripped away, Mm -hmm. it hurts more. It hurts way more. more. You see how much, how much more dramatic. Especially the Padme, Padme specifically that one, because in the movies you don't get Padme much. No, you don't get Padme much. I mean, you don't get like the real expansion of their romance or at least the movies didn't do a great job of telling their romance. Clone Wars expanded on it a little bit, and that helped a lot. But it just his fall to the dark side is so much more sad now. Yeah, don't forget Clovis too. Uh, remember Clovis? Clovis, he, that fucking guy. Dude was hitting on Padme. I saw a side. That of was the, Clone darkest, Wars, the Anakin darkest Anakin ever got. The dude gave him a two-piece chicken combo with a side of green beans and mashed potatoes with brown gravy, dude. And bro. I was like, bro. So seeing dark Anakin, I can I can picture him now. So when I when he has, when I think about okay. We're in the scene where he's about to turn to the dark side. I was like, okay, this makes it more easy for me to come to terms with. Um, so yeah, when she walked in after that, that's after that scene in the movie ends and switches to a different scene, and Ahsoka walks right in. Great job by uh, Disney. I have to say, Disney d- did great with puzzle piecing and mixing things together and tying specifically together. Dave Filoni, the creator of the show and the writer of it. He uh understand Star Wars better than yeah. anybody since George Lucas. Let him write the movies, please. No, oh, okay. no, please do. <laughs> please do let Dave Filoni write movies. I would I would watch any cuz he does Mandalorian too and Rebels. He did all of it. This man knows Star Wars better than anybody besides George Lucas. And I mean, it was just perfect. So, let's get to the uh the, the scene. The commencement or well, let's get to the scene where Maul is locked up, Ahsoka's watching the light speed around him and she hears he's too dangerous to be kept alive bro even before that can we get he must stand trial oh my gosh even before that the silence and did you hear like the 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 rumble and the 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 vibrating soft noise right before that scene when Darth Maul closes his eyes and he's just sitting there and then Ahsoka's sitting there um she's sitting there um looking into hyperspace and he says our new um um I forgot what word they use but our new order has came in or whatever and 
she Rex was like, you want to go check this out? And she's like, no, that's fine. You go get it. And I'm like, it's about to go down. And so, yes, it was, Commence you must choose. <laughs> I need him. Unlimited power. So and she's like, she's oh like breaking down gosh. and Maul senses it too at the same time. And then, uh, we get that shot yes. of Palpatine commence order 66. and Just his face. Just, just his bottom of his face with the hood. God, and then Rex is like, yes, my master. Drops his helmet. Yes, my lord. And then yes, my lord. And the way it shakes, because he's resisting it. I'm like, God, there is something just so oh nice about Rex, man. I love Rex. And he's shaking, and then he turns around. She's like, And she's like, I sense something terrible has happened to Anakin. And, it, and he's like, say that. He's like, fine, fives. Find fives. Find. And she's like, what the fuck's going on? And then she stands on that table and she's surrounded by clones with that her mask on. was epic. Yo, and the fact that, like, there's there was so much symbolism with the Ahsoka clones and Maul DeLoreans. You know how they were colliding. They were fighting at the same mm-hmm. time Maul and Ahsoka were. And then all of Ahsoka's clones turn on her with her mask on. Mm. And that's got to be a symbol of the way Ahsoka always had like a, a battle with the the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she she's never she's not that anymore. The way the Republic the Republic soldiers, the clones wearing her mask is a representation of her old life. This isn't her anymore. So now they've turned on her and she is fighting off their fighting off their blaster bolts and she is becoming something new because this is forcing her to. That was beautiful, Colton. That was beautiful and Thank I you. had not even thought of that, but that was just Oh my gosh, I never thought about it like that. And, you know, it's you see Rex fighting it, and he said, he tells her, he says, stay back, puts both blasters up. And he says, no, I'll do it. And, you know, in the movie, you just, they don't even have to take a second. They don't hesitate. They just start shooting. And that's what makes Rex special. And in Rebels, you see that he has, uh, spoiler alert, he, ha- he said that he's taking his chip out. And so, um, you know, when you see that, when you see that, you're like, oh, my gosh, he took his chip out. So does he already have his chip out when he's all about to go down, which I find out eventually? No, he no, doesn't. He and I was intrigued as to how they were going to do that as well. I was like, so are they going to treat Rex like, is Rex going to get out ahead of it? Does he get his chip removed because of what happened with Fives? Mm-hmm. Or uh, or does he still have it in? We find out he still has it in and he has to do it. And then he goes, uh, Ahsoka Tano. And all the Jedi have been mocked by Order 66. Any For treason against the Republic. Any clone found aiding them is to be killed upon sight or whatever. And, and you know, Ahsoka traps him and they get him. They get the chip removed. And, or not the chip removed, but she uses the force to bring him back to, mm-hmm. to reality. Mm-hmm. And I loved that scene, too. The way he was like, where she was like, I'm one with the force and the force is with me. And then... And it, and slowly it becomes Rex going, I'm one with the force and the force is with me. I'm one with the force and the force is with me. And I'm like, gosh, I, l-. and I've always loved that mantra, the way uh Chirrut Imwe would say it in Rogue One, where he was, where he would like walk in the middle of the battlefield, mm-hmm. like at the end of Rogue One, he's like, I'm one with the force and the force is with me and no bolts are hitting him. And then he's able to send the message up and then Baze, his like homeboy says it. And he starts taking down a bunch of clones and just that mantra is star Wars to me. Like, that's what it's supposed to be and the fact that it came down to this moment for Rex to be to bring bring back to reality is him saying that mantra is so fucking cool to me yeah and so when she 
Hopped on that table, started deflecting shots. That was probably one of my most favorite scenes I have ever seen in any type of Star Wars thing. I mean, just, just the fact that she was holding off all of those clones on top of that table by herself. The, the music, they took so they took the, voice, the voices straight from Episode 3, which I just, I love. I love how they took stuff from Episode 3 and they put it inside of this you know, show. The conversation with Mace Windu, Master Yoda, and all of them. The, um, the, the voice, the vocal... Um, the vocal audio from Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith when Ahsoka's sitting there, she can feel the um, disturbance in the Force, and then just if the music that's going on um, f- during on when she's fighting off those those clones is the music from Episode Three when Anakin's on Mustafar just going havoc and going um creating havoc going and just going chaotic all over the place so they the music and all the stuff episode three they took really helped create the moment and the, the tension and the feelings which and i, I had no problem applying it right into the movie right like, into the movie like it it fit effortlessly it was so perfect and i mean ah uh, and just th- this i love that the series ultimately culminates with maul Rex and Ahsoka because if there are any three characters which have been officially a part of this saga because of Clone Wars it's those three and ultimately it comes down to Ahsoka freeing Maul to uh, create a distraction so she can escape Order 66 with Rex I think that's fucking dope and Rex could arguably be the best character out of a Star Wars series not put in a movie Uh, arguably I mean I tend to agree like this man has a, I mean, just, I love that we got the story of one of the clones. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got the story of all the clones throughout the Clone Wars. Obviously, there were several clone arcs, but they were all around, they were all centered around Rex and his group, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we got, we got one of those clones to be one of the main characters in the Skywalker saga. I mean, under, yeah. And under be, the layers, and you know? be more than a soldier. Be more than a soldier. Be more than just a clone carrying a gun with his helmet off. I mean, yeah. He he reminds me of a. I mean, I like him more than this guy, but he reminds me of Finn in a way, in terms of the uh, their kind of storyline is because Finn obviously he was a stormtrooper and he becomes something more. Mm-hmm. And that's and Rex, you know, he started out as just one of the clones, and he becomes kind of central to the Skywalker saga in that she. He saves Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and Ahsoka has massive <laughs> ramifications upon this entire story throughout all of it. I mean, she's the fact that they are kind of these central core characters to the entire thing behind the scenes is awesome. Yeah, and so seeing Rex grow as a person in the series, and just seeing, you know, how he played such a role throughout the series the Clone Wars movie the Clone Wars series you know just seeing him turn at the end there was heartbreaking in a way but you you knew if you watched Rebels which I've seen some parts of Rebels I just haven't got there yet to watch all of it you know you know that he's going to be okay in the end but moving on you're still concerned you're like well what's he gonna have to do yeah you know and and, and we get there we get we get to that point where they are trapped yeah they are done for and it's and it's relieving knowing that neither one of them are gonna die because they're in rebels yeah so. yeah exactly but it's still like jesus like how how on earth how does it happen yeah. and and i love that no matter what the clones were the perfect soldiers and 
and the perfect example of that is Rex going, they, I know that you want to stun them. You don't want to kill them, but they don't give a fuck. Nope. They will kill you right here and now. And we have to kill them to make it out. They prepared. And that is so sad that like, he is such a soldier in his blood Mm -hmm. that he knew that all of his brothers, he he was willing to kill them because he knew they would kill him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, so I also liked how Disney, and uh, what was it? The Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. No, they made it realistic. They made their escape very, in a way, realistic. Um, there's some parts, you know, just two of them taking on a whole troop of <laughs> clothes. I'm like, oh my gosh, how are they going to get out of this? But they did make it realistic. She went and said to Maul, I'm not teaming up with you. I, I was like, I was like, damn. Yeah, like, I said, come on, I, come I, on. I, you, she goes and she gets him out, and you're like, you're like, oh fuck yeah, this yes, is where yes. it's about to happen. Oh They're gonna gosh. be battling like back to back down the halls, fighting off oh, clones and man. shit. And I was, re- and she was like, nah, you read this all wrong. <laughs> it was all wrong. And no, I was homie. Like, ah. No, homie, because I was like, and on. I was like, that makes more sense. Like, this makes more sense to who the characters are. But. Yeah, especially Ahsoka, because I said Ahsoka. I know Anakin and Obi Wan told you the story of how they teamed up with Count Dooku to escape the pirates. So, I was like, give the man his lightsaber and can, can we just, can we just, can we just see you guys just go out there and just, just come on, do something, show me something. I also love that Rex was actively thinking about Ahsoka and all of her brother, all of his brothers when. uh when he goes, did you hear Maul escaped? And and she goes, yeah, I let him out. And she, he was like, what the fuck are you doing? He's going to kill <laughs> half the people here. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean you let him out? She's like, and she's just gosh, I'm like, now you give him eye contact. No, I let him out. You let him out? He's like, yeah, I need a diversion. Which I've been waiting to talk about. Oh, my gosh, Let's talk about the diversion. Let's talk Can about talk Maul. talk about Darth freaking Maul? Yo, I'll let I'll let you take the the point on this because I know I know this meant a lot to you. Oh my gosh, it meant so much to me. So t- tell me your favorite parts of Maul's diversion here. Favorite parts of Maul's diversion. So just you know, we see him escape and take off, and he said, he said to her very sh- very nonchalant, very chivalrous, "You care to give me a fighting chance? Like, can I have like one of your lightsabers, something, please?" She's like, "No." I just need a diversion, knowing that he can handle himself. Oh, he can handle himself. So at my at that point in that episode, my favorite part of the, the part of the diversion was when he's walking down the hall and there's just a hallway full of troopers just shooting at the man, and he's just casually walking. And so usually, you know, you see Jedi when they're out there on the battlefield, they the, 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 none of the shots are hitting them, and they're blocking one every now and then. Um, they're deflecting it, but Darth Maul has no lightsaber here, and he's getting dozens of blaster shots shot at him and he's just he starts off for the first 10 seconds five five to ten seconds just walking towards them casually just walking towards them looking like you gonna die like just staring at you gonna die you gonna die like you and then then he starts doing stuff he goes take a panel off the wall take a panel off the wall smash you together let me deflect this deflect that no lightsaber i'm gonna point out again no lightsaber whatsoever and then just picks up the panel spins it here, let me just kill a couple of you guys. Decapitates two guys. That's tragic. J- just like he he lifts up the panel and he goes. <laughs> just tragic. Jesus. Decapitation. And then he impales that dude through the stomach with the with the panel, and he cuts the dude's arm off. Dude cuts like, the dude's arm off. Dude was probably dude was trying to escape for his life, and I just you know you can't you can't do anything but have deja vu to the Rogue One. Uh, scene with Darth Darth um, Darth Vader just oh, in the major, hallway. Major influence there. With, and with I Darth was Vader just watching. 
I said, okay, Darth Maul walking down the hallway, all these people with blasters, you know they're going to die and they don't stand a chance, but just the fact that Darth Maul had no lightsaber doing all of this, surviving Order 66, that wasn't targeted specifically at him, but he was still... Oh, he was a target. Yeah, he was he, still he, he would have died. Yeah, not specifically at him, you know, killing Jedi and any treason, treason to the Republic, but yeah, he's still... He's got, I mean, he's got a target on his back all the time. Yeah, all he's the Maul. time. He's still supposed to die. And so... Yeah, dude's just trying to run and get get down the hall as they lock the blaster doors, and he grabs him and says, nope, pulls him back through, arm hanging through the door. You're like, maybe he'll get his arm out, knowing in the back of your head that, no, his arm is gone. What's funny, too, is that obviously he ends up taking that guy's uh, the control thing on mm-hmm. his arm so he can use it to listen to where the clones are yep. and stuff. But what what was going through my head when that was happening is like, he just wants to cut this guy's arm off. <laughs> I was like, I was like, damn. So he's, he's like, no, no, not you. You need to come back. I just want, I just want to take your arm off. Cause it's fun. Like that's what suffer. I was thinking. Yeah. No, suffer. no, 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 no remorse, no mercy whatsoever. But just the fact that he didn't have a lightsaber and how they, they had him go and stand his ground and stand his own. And was a great diversion. He did his job better Yo. than, what it was supposed Let's to be. Let's talk about when he makes it to the hyperdrive room. Yep, yep, that was next. I'll say that at first, my favorite scene was that when he was going down the hallway. It still might be, but when he's in the hyperdrive chamber and he's just still no lightsaber going down, they're shooting at him. He turns one dude and points his gun at the other dude and just fires the bullets at them and kills them, tosses another dude, um... Yeah, what what did you see exactly? I was just saw him, I was seeing him wreak havoc, My but strategically fav- wreak havoc. He was being strategic. Oh about yeah, it. he was like, I know what I need to do here eventually. So, yeah. and my favorite part is when he's working on getting the hyperdrive pulled down with the force and then all of the clones run in after him and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to throw this shit down on you. And he takes the entire hyperdrive and throws it on top of these clones. And I was just like, what? Why, man? <laughs> Why? And you know, with with Jedi and Sith and watching Star Wars, you know, you do. There's more to the story and more to the characters than just their lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Seeing how strong they are with the Force and the character development in this in this scenario, how strong he was with the Force, you just saw everything shaking. He's has his eyes closed. He's focusing, just destroying the um hyperspace chamber and just dropping it on them just with all his sheer force and strategy like I said when he said nope you're not shooting at me anymore I'm gonna turn you and you're gonna shoot at your own brothers and kill them so I mean that scene was great too it just loves I, I love Darth Maul so I'm I was just amazed and astonished oh, that shit was that shit was beautiful to watch but uh but yeah like you said she saved Rex I'm not allowed to touch up on there you know she got him oh she you know got hooked up with the droid help of the droids she um, blocked Rex off, mm-hmm. got him, put him under, put him inside of the um, thing to get the chip out. But then they were coming at the door. Yeah, yeah I, I, I want to. Uh, we've kind of touched all over what Order sixty, what happened during all this time. I kind of want to uh, get to their official escape. So you know, Maul is in the ship and he's leaving the hangar. And Ahsoka, which we've only ever seen one other time, Ahsoka is holding down or holding back that ship from leaving the hangar with the Force while Rex is holding off all these clones. Mm-hmm. The only time we've ever seen that is with Rey on a much bigger scale, uh, with Rey and Kylo and Rise of Skywalker. But I love that Ahsoka eventually realized, like, damn, this is not how we're going to get out of here. Gotta they got to go. go. Gotta go. And then eventually Rex and Ahsoka get to their ship. They get out of there. So let's talk about uh, the end. 
the end. All right, so get this. Get this. So, uh, great burial for the clones, you know. They Yeah, and it was it was sad to see, but definitely it was, you know, the chip had to come chip came down and, you know, they all yeah, passed right there and it was so great for them to go and find the bodies oh, and yeah. bury them. Yeah, you know? I uh, I appreciated that they that they went to that extent and they went to that effort. And I loved that shot of Ahsoka standing in front of all the soldiers with all of her, with all the helmets on top of their graves, all with her face on again, contributing to the fact that this past version of Ahsoka is gone. She's dead now. This is officially a new new Ahsoka we are seeing. Gray Jedi Ahsoka. And she she drops her lightsaber as in another indication of she's giving up that lifestyle that that was behind her. And I think what she's also doing here is leaving a little breadcrumb trail for Vader. Well, she did. Yeah. She you know she didn't drop both of her lightsabers. No, she didn't. Well, she lost one. I'm pretty sure during all the fighting. Mm. So uh, so both I'm eventually she gets two new lightsabers yep. and cleans the crystals but we'll we'll see how that happens i'm she assuming at crystals, some point which signifies the gray jedi cuz she's not as she said in rebels i am no jedi besides the fact that she left the order she's not a jedi and she's not a sith um if reading more doing your studies and reading more of star wars you know there's the gray jedi and the gray jedi are not jedi part of the council they're not sith but they use both sides of the force and they Typically, at the end of the day, they um just do whatever they feel is you know right or necessary, and that's not that's not evil in any way. Um, but they still try to do what's right, as we see in Rebels. She's trying to bring down the greater evil. And I have a feeling that we're not uh we're not ever gonna actually get the terminology Gray Jedi. No, you have to go. You have to go look that up and research that yourself, because that's um. And I think I think there will be uh. And I, that's what's so interesting is I don't know how we ever move away from calling Force users Jedi. I think at some point they either have to come up with a whole new name because the Jedi is dead As or whatever. As they call them Force wielders. Yeah, like, see, that's the thing. The is, witches on Dathomir, Force wield. They call them yeah. Force wielders. So, I mean, but yeah, so Vader... Let's let's get to that very last shot. So this yes, is, so it's snow. There's snow now. This is months later. Like I'm going. This is very. This is not uh, right after. So yeah. This the, is yeah. Vader in his full suit. This is storm full blown stormtroopers, yeah. and it's snowing. Did you know? Did you know when it switched to the scene that it was months later and it was Vader? Because at that moment, I thought it was maybe Darth Maul coming back or whatever, or uh, whatever. Well, well, immediately, I didn't know what it was. But and then you then, saw the then troopers. You saw, then you saw the stormtroopers, and you're like, ah. And then you see, boom, the boot, and you're... Yeah. And every time that comes in, whether it's a video game, whether it's a movie, whether it's a TV show, you just get the chills. Oh, the chills. And... He, he walks up, he finds one of the Ahsoka helmets laying on the ground, and he finds Ahsoka's lightsaber. And that shot of him with a blue deployed lightsaber as Darth blue Vader. Blue deployed lightsaber. Oh, I he, was like, I was like, man. And what do you think is going through his head here at the moment he finds Ahsoka's lightsaber? So, you know, as we all know, like, um, he gave Ahsoka those lightsabers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, he, he hasn't completely forgot about his past as Darth Vader. 
But so he knows that he had a Padawan, he had Obi Wan Kenobi, he had a wife, he had a mom that died. He doesn't think too much on it because that's his, that's Anakin Skywalker. But he still knows that still I saw mm-hmm. still lives with him, which is why he never visits Tatooine or never goes there, which was a perfect place to put Luke in where Obi Wan hid because he doesn't he wants no association with Anakin Skywalker. So what's going through his head, in my opinion, was this is where Ahsoka was and where things went down and like where is she now? What's going on? She's probably dead. He probably thinks she's dead. But did you notice how he looked up at the bird? Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. notice how he I looked did up not- at the I bird? I noticed how he looked up at the owl. And uh, that's that's been a, a symbol of the sister in the Mortis trilogy. And it's been said that the sister watches over Ahsoka at all times, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's been... That that was kind of... It was yep. created yep. in Rebels, that yep. like that mythology, because like, that kind of follows her around on Malachor yep. and stuff. And so what I think in this moment is going through his head is I think obviously at this point he's full blown Darth Vader, but this is just another example of someone who has officially disowned him. This was his last gift to Ahsoka as Anakin Skywalker Mm -hmm. and she completely gave it up. And now this is officially his like, well, that's that's three for three on the woman in my life. Padme's gone. My mother's yep. gone. Yep. And now my apprentice wants nothing to do with me. Which, yep. I mean, and I don't think that's what was going through his head in that moment. Obviously, yeah. he's so far gone that he's probably like, man, fuck, fuck all this. Like, I'm finally yeah. I'm ready to kill her. I think that's what that was. Which, I think it was she he finds this saber and he goes, you know what? I'm ready to track down. Just Ahsoka another Tana. Jedi. Well, not Jedi, but another you know, another one for me to track down. Mm-hmm. But I think he did have a moment of thinking and reminiscing right there, reminiscing what's going on. But like you said... When he deploys the blue lightsaber, I think for a second he's like, man, like this is all that I had. And then he... Yeah. And now it's gone. Which there's no... There's no... They don't talk about it and he doesn't say anything. So you don't know exactly what's going through his head. So we're all free to think about what's going on through his head. And so the... um, The... The bird that he saw when he looked up at first, I didn't know what it was, but then you know I had to go do my research and mm-hmm. whatnot. And so that um, bird is called a convor, and its name was Mirai. Like you said, if um, when when they were on the um, the planet with the Force wheelers, the light and the the dark side, yeah, the Mortis, the, the Mortis yeah, trilogy, the Mortis trilogy. Um, the sister gave her life force to Ahsoka mm-hmm. to save her life. Yeah, and that. Um, Convor Mirai followed the um, light sister whenever she was alive followed her around kind of watching over her one night and so when she gave her life force to Ahsoka Ahsoka mentioned to them that this bird is following me around I don't know what's going on and I think that was also a thing that he was um, in that moment I wonder if he was like oh my gosh she's still alive something good in my life um, that didn't I, he didn't have to confront head on that didn't turn against him that didn't die is still alive out there and still out there so it's unfinished business and he's like I have to cleanse this yeah unfinished business I have to cleanse this or was or is it him type tapping some back what into like his his past thoughts and his feelings or whatnot because if you read also like the um, extended legends comics he still thinks about Padme oh absolutely and here's the thing I the version of Darth Vader we get in the original trilogy is a version of Darth Vader who's officially hardened. He's he's mm-hmm. evil. From- he, he says it's too late. It's too late. He's already gone past. He's like, there's no point in going back. See, and that's the thing is we we get this version of Darth Vader that's not very uh, 
we don't ever really get to know him. The most we ever get to know him is through Luke saying, nah, he's still in there. I can feel it. He's still in there. If we, I want to know if we had had a story told from Darth Vader's perspective in the original trilogy era, would it be a guy who has nothing but evil thoughts? Like I need to kill all these people. Mm -hmm. Or is it a guy who's like tortured out of his mind and feels this is the only path for him kind of the way Kylo Ren felt is it like and I want to know if Ahsoka is something that he carries all the time Mm -hmm. like because that's the thing with the Sith is they're always feeding off their anger and their emotion and their their Mm -hmm. fear and their sadness and their anger and so with when it comes to Anakin most of the examples you get are fucking sad it's it's rarely stuff that would make him angry. It's it's just a dude who felt like he had no choice left. Yeah. Which also makes, you know, it easier for me to see the movie Anakin as uh, the prequel Anakin as the um original Darth Vader's because of the fact that he was already partially broken in the movie. But like just the Clone Wars Anakin, like you said, it's so happy, so uplifting, class clown, the dude at the dinner table who cracks jokes and everybody laughs. So seeing 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 in that moment i'm like yeah what is going on through his head and especially in rebels 2 um you know seeing that finding her lightsaber yeah he could have thought every reason the, the ship has crashed here's all these barrel sites here's her lightsaber she could be dead and there 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 is because of that conver flying over it could indica- indicate ahsoka is dead like this was her last place mm-hmm. because that's where it's choosing to fly over mm-hmm. so there is the perspective that maybe the sister was protecting her in that mm-hmm. moment, like mm-hmm. Vader, don't mm-hmm. come looking for her mm-hmm. because she's dead. Mm-hmm. This is where she died. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking maybe that's a possibility. Or what you mentioned earlier, how she kind of like left her past self there, yeah. and that was the one that her the, the and Jedi. And that's, that's why it's still that's there is because there. she's. I, I mean, but that doesn't really hold up because in Rebels, she she still has it. But yeah, but, but yeah, like I do like that idea that. The reason the sis- the sister stayed hovering above this area is because that's where Ahsoka Tano, mm-hmm. Ahsoka Tano's past self, died. She's yeah. officially a new woman. Yeah, and so definitely um, hated. You know, you knew you knew it had to come to an end. You knew you had to see the the screen fade and go to the comics. Um, saying created by George Lucas, but in that moment I was so sad. I felt so empty, and it's it's funny because you know I've been empty for however long this the season long ago season six ended. Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen for seven years I didn't have it. But no be, conclusion. No conclusion. I heard it when I heard it was coming back though. Like you know I'm ecstatic, but like I've only had one season, and no, you can't go. Don't end. Don't leave. Don't do this to me. And here's the thing: I I can't imagine Disney stops. No. Disney loves money. Money, exactly. Money, 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 money. Disney loves money, and Clone Wars was a massive fucking hit with Star Wars fans everywhere. If if you are a Star Wars fan, with the ex- with the accessibility to Disney Plus, there is nothing stopping you from becoming a massive Star Wars. Fan. No, <laughs> like no. diving into this shit. Definitely not. So with with all of the stuff being in the same location, everybody being able to go to the Star Wars sect of Disney Plus. I, I don't see a reason why there's not Star Wars fandom blossoming into something bigger than it's ever been. And it's just like any other TV show. A new season comes out. If everybody's vibing about it and talking about it, somebody's going to sit down and say, here, let me watch this whole series. See, and here's the thing. It might, it, and 
continuing, like, will they pick up the Clone Wars? Do you think they go backwards in time? Do they go back to anthology? Or do they follow post-Clone Wars shit and just keep the title The Clone Wars? Yeah. Do they start a whole new series in the same animation style? Like, there's there's a whole bunch of different possibilities they could go with here. Definitely, definitely. And people, you know, we weren't there for the original Star Wars um, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and uh, Return of the Jedi. So anybody who hops in now, you know, we had to go back and watch that. We had to go back and do our own history and rewatch the movies that came out such a long time ago. So anybody wants to hop into a new series that Disney puts out, you can just go on Disney Plus and watch the series. Mm-hmm. Watch and the movies. Nice and easy. Catch right up. It's right there. It's a whole category. And so, yeah, definitely excited to see what Disney does in the future. And, you know, their approach, the new approach they're going to take because there's so much untapped potential. There's so many Legends comics that are not canon that they could create and make canon. Um, Skywalker Saga is over, but, I mean, listen, yeah, you could create a whole Tano Saga. You could create a whole... Um, you could do a Palpatine song. You could do something about Palpatine and oh, hell yeah. Old and Republic. Here's like, the thing. I really, really want to see the rise of the Empire. The, oh, the, yeah. the the space between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. I want to know what happens in that yeah. gap. And I know the Vader comics exist, so we get a little bit more on Vader. But, I mean, there's just so much more fruit to yeah, let's, there. Yeah, let's see. Because, you know, watching the movies, okay, there's only Obi-Wan and Yoda left alive. But that, then, we know that's not the case We now. know that's not the case anymore because we have all these series and shows and movies and whatnot. And you know that Darth Vader is going around hunting down the last of the Jedi. So the Rise of the Empire a series or storyline would be absolutely great. Let's see. Because also, Darth Vader is in his prime during, during, Rise, of, during that time, during the Rise of the Empire, to what's going on during there. We see old Vader in New yeah. Hope. That's um, Lucas. I think Lucas like, 21 or 19 in a new well, hope. Yeah, some, somewhere like in the timeline's that. been shifted so much now that it's, it's 20 like, years. Dude is old. He's yeah, burnt. I mean, if we could just get a series of Rogue One Darth Vader, him doing that shit all the time, yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, definitely excited to see how Disney approaches it in the, in the time to come. Yeah, but this has been our reaction and review of the last season of Star Wars The Clone Wars. It's yeah. sad to see it go, so but, you, you know, we, we, we've said this before. It was thought that twenty in 2013, Star Wars Clone Wars wasn't coming back. So, who knows? The future of Star Wars is extremely, extremely yeah. bright. And I forgot to touch up on something that you, when you were talking about earlier, um, that interaction with Ahsoka and Rex, that, that was probably the saddest moment that I had throughout the whole season was when he told her they're going to kill us. They're not going to hesitate. So we need to be prepared to kill them. And when Ahsoka, I told you when Ahsoka takes his helmet off, takes his helmet off and she, he has a tear. He's looking down. He can't make eye contact. Oh man. And she said, Rex, I know that they're willing to kill us, but she said, every, I'm not going to yes, be the one to kill them. You're a good soldier, Rex, but so is every man down there. And I am not going to be the one to kill them. Yeah, she says, those men may be willing to die, but I am not the one who's going to kill them. And I was like, that is, that's all you need to know about Ahsoka Tano. But that's all I wanted. I just wanted to point out that moment, because that moment was so sad to me, and I didn't get to touch up on it, and I just think that that was, but a lot of emotion, a lot of, this is not a kiddish show for anybody who tries to argue with you. People die, they get decapitated, uh, but. <laughs> I remember I started the show, and I thought it was a kid's show, but I was going to learn more about Star Wars. And immediately, one of the first episodes, Count Dooku, like, uh, uh, suffocates someone. And I was like, that was graphic Graphic. as fuck. Cartoon Network for you. 
But you know, I'm yeah. cool with it. But thanks for having me, Cole. And I love. Oh, absolutely, about Star Wars Till, anytime, uh, right? Thanks, thanks for coming on. I know you've been a uh, Clone Wars fan for a long time, so I didn't, I didn't really want anyone else's uh, take here. I wanted, to, I wanted to hear you. Uh, so again, this has been Coro's Companion Podcast. I am Colton Robertson, aka Coro. Go ahead and uh, follow at Coro's Companion on Twitter, and uh, you know, just uh, have a good day. May the force be with you. I am one with the force and the force is with me. I am one with the force and the force is with me.